Hey, everybody, it's Angela Ardolina with Your Natural Dog. And today, my guest is Dr. Lori Kojer, who is the creator of a fabulous event that we're so excited to go to March 19th and 20th, the Healthy Dog Expo in Albany, New York. If you're a pet parent, try to go. I'll be there with my whole team, along with some of your other favorite holistics and integratives and experts. And of course, they're going to have Rodney Habib and Dr. Karen Becker there speaking, Dr. Kendra Pope, which is one of my favorite integrative oncologists, a trainer, Susan Thixton, all my favorite people will be there. Um, But today, we're not only talking about this wonderful event, but we're also talking about vaccinations for our pups. There's so much controversy and talks about what they are, when they need them, and how do we determine whether they need them? Because nine times out of 10, most people are over-vaccinating their dogs, and we don't need to do this. It's not good for them. So wonderful tips. She's got a wonderful PDF that you guys can download so that you can literally learn yourself and, and come in with it in hand when you go see your vet to make sure that you're vaccinating your dog correctly and not harming them at all. So stay tuned. Dr. Lori Kojer up next. I'm so excited to have Dr. Lori Kojer. And the reason we're having you on now is because you put on an annual event that we had to postpone because of COVID that's finally happening uh, March 19th and 20th in Albany. And you have Dr. Karen Becker and Rodney Habib coming. And thank you for putting that this wonderful event on. It's like one of the very few that an actual veterinarian puts on and an integrative and holistic veterinarian on top of that. So this is going to be an event that I plan on going to every year. So I'm excited to have you on so we can talk about that event. But first, you're also one of my favorite vets when it comes to understanding vaccinations. And I wanted to also talk about this because I have uh, a store Beautify the Beast, my store, and on a regular basis, every time I see a puppy, I feel this overwhelming need to tell them, don't over-vaccinate. So over-vaccination means that they're getting them year after year after year, and they do not need them. And this is a common practice with a conventional vet practice. Banfield, as a matter of fact, puts it in one of their little memberships and makes it a selling point of, and you get your vaccinations every year for a low cost. You don't even need those vaccinations in the first place. So Dr. Kojer, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. This is going to be great. Good. I know um, because it's going to be filled with so much information that I can now just go listen to this podcast. I'm not Mm -hmm. going to say anything because literally every day I'm writing down, go watch this documentary, read this book. (laughs) So what is a vaccine in the first place? Because I know, you know, in current day, it's very confusing because things are called vaccines when they may not be vaccines. So what is a vaccine? Very, very important for pet parents to understand. A vaccine is an injection of product. I'll say product, it's actually multiple things. But what it does is stimulate the immune system to recognize a germ or a disease-causing organism and respond to it by producing antibodies. So it does not gift your dog immunity. It teaches your dog's body, your dog's immune system, how to fight off that foreign invader. And what does it do? It's like puts a, a small amount of it in? 
Well, it can be a small amount of a, let's use a virus as an example. Most people are familiar with parvovirus in dogs, a very, very serious infection. Causes diarrhea, vomiting, death in 20%. Nothing to fool around with. So most of our parvo vaccines contain a fraction of the parvovirus or a very weakened form of the virus that cannot cause disease, but it acts like the virus in the body and teaches the immune system to recognize it and kill it. Wow. The other common virus that most people know about is rabies. Now, the rabies vaccine actually contains killed virus. There's no, no chance that that vaccine can cause active rabies because the virus has been killed, but the body still learns to recognize it and fight it off should it be exposed. So I know that there are core vaccinations versus non-core. Like I live in Florida and I know that there are things offered to me that someone in Arizona isn't offered or offered something <laughs> else in Arizona. So does it depend where you live? And or what your animal will be exposed to. And then which ones do you recommend that you would call core and that you should get and which ones you shouldn't get? Yeah. So core was a, a term coined by the American Animal Hospital Association, an, a veterinary association that actually has member hospitals. So core vaccines for dogs are distemper, adenovirus, parvovirus, and rabies. These are vaccines that we feel Every dog should receive in appropriate timing and amount because these diseases are present almost universally. The non-core vaccines, or sometimes you'll hear them referred to as lifestyle vaccines. Oh, no, I haven't heard that yet. You haven't heard that one? <laughs> no. Well, think about the Sounds dog. Sounds so fancy. <laughs> yes, doesn't it? Think about the dog that goes to boarding or daycare. That's a lifestyle versus the homebody dog. Got it. So things like kennel cough, influenza, Lyme, or leptospirosis, they aren't universally present in the environment a dog lives in. So like you said, that person in Arizona doesn't have to worry about, you know, Lyme so much. There aren't many ticks there. Uh, the person in Connecticut, yes, they may elect to. So those non-core vaccines are very individualized. So if your dog, you determine these are the core vaccinations that my dog get, when mm -hmm. should they get them and how often should they get them? That is an excellent question as well and brings me to what we're going to give away to everybody who listens to this podcast, which is you will find, will find a place to put a PDF where yeah. you can download my actual vaccination protocol, which I update each year. This is literally something they can walk in when they go into their vet's office and say, I'd like to follow this. Two-page PDF, uh, plain language, and you can have it. I like to not vaccinate my puppies much earlier than 10 weeks of age, and that's when they're getting their very first uh, distemper parvo. And, and before then, do you not, they don't interact, so you don't take them out anywhere, you keep them home and in your area? Uh, I keep them to clean areas, but yes, they go out because they're protected by their mother's antibodies, generally up into that age. And if you want to be really scientific about it, we'll measure the mother's antibody levels prior to birth. Awesome. And then we can, we can predict when the puppies are safe and when they're becoming vulnerable and scientifically time the first vaccination to that individual litter. 
But no, I get my puppies out because they need social development. They need to see the world. They need to feel the grass under their feet. They need to eat dirt and poop and grass and all the things that are out there. Get their microbiome in shape, everything. So yes, get them out. But be thoughtful about it. And if, you know, if people are thoughtful about what they do with their dogs, you generally will make good decisions. And that's what it's all about. Is it, uh, when does a, a conventional vet recommend vaccinations? Because I feel like everything, I, I mean, I'll see a six week or eight week old puppy in the store and they have already, everything's been done. And I'm like, what? That just seems oh. like too much has been done. Yeah. It's scary. I'll see records from pet store puppies that have received vaccinations starting at two weeks of age. Oh For Pete's gosh. sake, their eyes weren't even open. Why are you vaccinating them at that point? Their immune system is not ready to respond. It's just stupidity. Many vets will vaccinate at six weeks. For my taste, that's too early. Um, They're still covered by maternal antibodies. Their immune system may be immature. So I'm a patient person. I'll wait. So 10 weeks, you feel that most puppies are going to have a developed immune system and will be able to respond correctly to the vaccination that they're giving them. Exactly. Then I'm going to vaccinate, I'm going to repeat, and you'll have the protocol at four-week intervals until I am confident the puppy is of age and can should have full immunity. And then I will turn around and prove that with a titer, which is an antibody level. Exactly. So explain to people what a titers is, because I loved this. I can't remember which vet shared this with me, but if you're a veterinarian, you have to make sure that you're protected from rabies, Mm -hmm. but you don't get the rabies vaccination every single year. You get a titers to show that you do not need another rabies vaccination. So then I'm like, if they're already doing that for veterinarians, why didn't they do it for the clients, for the patients that are coming in? So this is something that you can ask for. And I just learned here in Florida, you have to have a license. Uh, Dr. Zach Pilosoff is opening a practice here, and he mm-hmm. had to get a specific license to do the titers testing. Which So this isn't something that every veterinarian necessarily offers or does, but explain to us what a titers is. Well, and I, I'm totally unaware of any legal requirement to offer titers. Titers are offered by most laboratories. It's a simple blood sample. And it's a measurement of the level of antibodies in that patient's blood. And that patient might be dog, cat, human. Uh, Many veterinarians, conventional veterinarians, that is, do not have faith in titers, which I find very ironic, given that they trust their bodies to a rabies exposure based on a titer. Right. It's just crazy. So, and I... Don't know. I'm saying this as a pet parent, as a pet parent that Mm -hmm. looks and, you know, I don't know if you know, I lost my first dog at age seven because I was at going to a conventional vet and I did everything. I over vaccinated my dog. I put the toxic Mm -hmm. flea and tick meds on her. I did everything thinking that I was doing the right thing. And now I know better. And that's why I'm this crazy person that I am now. So I've lived it and have learned the hard way. And I really don't want other people to learn the hard way. But the reason why this is so important is that we're not only putting that disease or whatever we're trying to prevent, but these vaccines have other ingredients in them that are very toxic to dogs, especially if they're getting it every single year. And 
if you're going to a band field, they're literally sending you a postcard every month saying, come in and get it. You're late. Come get your flea and tick. Don't be without that flea and tick. Like you are, the pressure is unbelievable. And you feel this guilt because it's the vet, your doctor is telling you to do this. Yes, absolutely right. What are the dangers of uh, vaccinating them too much and not giving them the titers instead? Right. To speak to your first part, which is very relevant, uh, vaccines contain ingredients that are designed to kind of irritate the immune system to provoke a stronger response. Those things might be aluminum, mercury, formaldehyde. There will also be an antibiotic in there to inhibit bacterial growth. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, genomycin is commonly used. Every time you inject, you're injecting that as well as the actual virus. So doing that year after year is just insane. And of course, when you consider that by science, most of our vaccines, say our distemper parvo, last 9 to 15 years, why in the world are you doing it every year? You can't make a body more immune. Right. If you're immune, you're immune. So once you've done a titer and proved that the immune system has done its job and responded appropriately, you're done as far as I'm concerned. Rabies is a little different because you must comply with state laws. But in terms of other core vaccines, no, you're done. You're absolutely done. The other risk with vaccines is every time you tick off the immune system, you're making it a little touchier. So the chances after repeated vaccinations of autoimmune, meaning attacking self reactions, goes higher. Wow. So, you know, it's like the person who's allergic to a bee sting. The first time they get hives, the second time they get whole body hives, the third time they're in full-on anaphylactic shock. Same thing can happen with a dog. Uh, these are things that I didn't even think about. I mean, I know I'm, I'm anti you know, vaccinating every single year. And it's so funny because, you know, you even just say vaccinations nowadays and everybody is up in arms about it. But I'm glad that you have this PDF that listeners will be able to download because being able to have something that you can follow. And if you do have a vet that doesn't believe it or won't do it, then, then you can find one. You can yeah. start by going to the ahvma.org um, and finding a vet and literally calling them and going, do you offer titers? I don't want to vaccinate. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of 10, an integrative or holistic vet is going to offer this and not over-vaccinate your dog, which is why I'm such a fan. Definitely. And there's more and more of us now, fortunately. I know. So I know there's people listening that are going freaking out because they have mm-hmm. over-vaccinated their dog. First of all, Uh, Before we do that, what are some adverse reactions we can look at? Because I can't tell you how many times I talk to pet parents and they're like, all of a sudden they started having seizures, all of a sudden, whatever. And I'll be like, was there something that happened that that could have triggered that? Well, Mm -hmm. we were at the vet's office and she got her vaccinations. Could that be it? So what are some adverse reactions that they, they should look for? And what can they do if that happens? Yeah. Adverse reactions can range from anything from feeling a little blah, lack of energy, just kind of tired, to full-on anaphylaxis. Hives are very common. Facial swelling. All of a sudden, your Labrador has lips like a Sharpay because they've just swollen up so much and their eyes are almost swollen shut. Vomiting, GI signs, 
uh, all the way to collapse. Wow. And of course, seizures or, or you know, a profound reaction. Obviously, if anything happens, you're going back to your vet. And they know what to do? Like, have they been told if this happens after vaccine, here's what, here's the protocol or? Yeah, generally speaking, yes. I mean, and of course, definitely yes, when we're talking about the hive-like reactions, the facial swelling, everybody knows what to do for that. A lot of conventional vets will deny that something that happens a week later is a reaction to a vaccine because they haven't been trained that, you know, you injected that. And that injection is going to have an impact on the body for about four weeks. Yeah, isn't the body trying to figure out what to do with it? Yes, thank you. So, you know, it's about at three weeks out is typically the peak effect on the body. But by then, conventional medicine has forgotten they even gave an injection. Wow. So you have to be your dog's advocate and say, no, you know, we know basic immunology and these... Our reactions are taking place in the body. So let's consider that it could be related. And my hot button, if you will, my I'll give you my little rant right now. I love it. If your dog has had a reaction to a vaccine, damn it, stop vaccinating that dog. So many people, my colleagues, pet owners, what have you, say, oh, well, he had a reaction to his distemper, but he needs it again. So let's give him some Benadryl first so that he can handle the vaccination. It's like, wait a second, his immune system just told you it is so sensitive to this that it leapt off a cliff. And so now you want to put a Band-Aid or, you know, a little cushion at the bottom of the cliff so it can safely jump off? Draw a tighter. Prove that the dog is immune and be done with it. Right. It, it's also the same thing when I see these geriatric sick dogs with cancer or whatever, and we mm -hmm. get their vet records and they were given all of the vaccinations. I'm like, what the? And yeah. um, literally, uh, you know, I'm either on with Dr. Zach or Dr. Sarah, and they're both, you know, going and you and as a pet parent, you feel awful because this is your vet that you trusted. You had no idea. And this is why it's so important for us to be advocates for our pet's health and learn. Yeah. You just brought up a super important point that I always like to drive home, which is even though you said, you know, your vet who you trusted, your vet did not do this intentionally to harm your dog. You know, I want to be totally upfront. We are not bet, vet bashing here. No, They are doing what they believe is in the best interest and what their training has reflected. My training has just been different and my experiences have been different. And they, many others too. And they will, others will probably get there as well. They just didn't know. So, you know, it can be, it can be a touchy subject and people get mad at vets a lot, and people get mad at vets a lot right now during these times. So we need to be kind to each other, and we need to do better as we learn. So anybody who's out there cursing themselves, as you mentioned, having given multiple vaccines, forgive yourself. You were doing the best you could. Now you're moving forward. And what can they do? What can they do if they have? Because I know I, I have some amazing products that help with detoxifying, sure. but what are some things that they can do if they have, yeah. if they do feel that maybe they've over-vaccinated? You know what? Even if you did do the vaccination, you can still do these things to help support your dog's body. Yeah. Thing number one for me is healthy diet, which means fresh food. 
get off the kibble, get onto something that's human quality. Use of various supplements, and you know these I te- generally tailor to the individual. Mm-hmm. But you know omega threes, detoxifying things like chlorella, spirulina. You know, depending on what you're trying to do, obviously CBD can be very helpful. Mm-hmm. There are any number of things that we'll choose for the individual dog. Some of the mushrooms are phenomenal in boosting the immune system. So we have we have a lot of tools in the t- in the trunk to use. And notice but, everything that she mentioned is a natural product. She didn't. There's no mm-hmm. pharmaceutical drug that you're going to give your dog to help with its side yeah. effects of its vaccination. Yeah. That's going to probably make things worse than better. Okay, so we got to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about basically what pet parents can do to educate themselves and be their pet's best advocate, including going to events like the Healthy Dog Workshop that's coming up that you're producing. I want to know how you came up with that and what pet parents will learn at it when we come back. If you're like us, your pets are part of the family. That's why at CBD Dog Health, we created a line of human-grade, full-spectrum hemp products tailored specifically to your furry friend's needs. Whether they're suffering from fear of fireworks, arthritis from old age, or even seizures and cancer, research shows that a high-quality CBD oil can make a big difference for them. Enter coupon code RADIO at CBDDogHealth.com for 15% off your first order. That's R-A-D-I-O. CBD Dog Health, healing naturally. And we're back with Dr. Lori Koger, and we're talking about how pet parents um, can be their best advocate for their pet and their pet's health. Vaccinations being one of the most important things because it's one of the first things we do to our little baby dogs. So that's why we I wanted to talk about that first. But we're lucky now because we live in a time where we have a book like this that's available yes. to us. Thank goodness. So now we have a blueprint with a holistic vet on here, Dr. Karen Becker, who has been teaching us for, gosh, 20 years now, it seems like, about holistic health and integrative health and how we can take that power and and raise healthy, happy dogs. What's awesome is that this is who's speaking at Dr. Coder's event, the Healthy Dog Workshop, that's coming up March 19th and 20th. So, I mean, I guess this is probably you trying to reach more pet parents. You've been doing that. This is the third annual event. Um, what made you start it? And how? what has been the response? Because I'm so excited. There's To me, there's nothing else out there. I know a couple of years ago, there was maybe one other event, but this really mm-hmm. is. And let me tell you what, when you guys go to these events, if you've ever felt like you don't have other people that think the way you do, this is where your tribe is. It is Mm -hmm. an awesome, amazing group of people, pet parents, other veterinarians, other people who specialize in everything from animal communication to training. It is heaven. So if this is something, if you're a fan of this show, you'd probably love going to this event. And of course, if you're not already, you haven't already got the Forever Dog book, it's amazing. But tell me about this awesome event that you've created. Yeah, so um, back in 2018, I had done some local educational, usually raw feeding courses. And uh, like you said, I was frustrated by only being able to reach a small number of people. So I came up with the idea of I'll have a one-day conference with some guest speakers, 
some exhibitors and vendors so people can actually put their hands on the products that are familiar to us, but not necessarily uh, to newbies. And so the first Healthy Dog Expo was born. And we had about 100 people. It was, we had TV stations there. It was a blast. Awesome. Uh, so the next year, I shot for doubling in size, which we achieved, and had more amazing speakers. Was all on, on target for year three, and then the world had to hit a pause. But we are finally back, and March 19th and 20th of this year. And, you know, in the end, it worked out well because the Forever Dog was would not have been existing then. Right. But now the book is out. I have Dr. Becker coming. I have Rodney Abib. I have Susan Thixton, our pet food expert, consumer advocate, bar none. Yep. Uh, I have the amazing Dr. Kendra Pope, one of four integrative oncologists in the entire world. One of my favorites. Yes. And, you know, when when... Kendra, who I'm blessed to call a friend, starts talking about the results of her cases. She's she's beating cancer by years with dogs that should have been, you know, not able to survive six months. Yep. Um, her results are amazing. And I have the amazing Susan Garrett, world-renowned agility trainer, uh, coming down. So it's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic. But we'll be there. We're so excited. Our whole team is coming. We're exhibiting, and we can't wait to see everybody. Um, we plan on coming to everyone. My my 20-some exhibitors, um, they're the unsung heroes of this because, you know, great, we're all in a room. We're hearing a great presentation. But then you go out to the tables, and, you know, we're standing there talking to you, talking to Dr. Bob Silver of Real Mushrooms, talking to various food companies. I have raw, I have dehydrated, I have cooked, I got them all. And, you know, you put your hands on the product, you talk to the person behind the brand about what they were trying to achieve, why this is their passion. I love that you're saying this. Because it's, it's your tribe. Right. It's your tribe. Right. It's our tribe. But I love that you're saying that because it was funny, one of the first things that we did was teach people how to pick a full spectrum hemp extract, you mm -hmm. know, we had like five steps, you know, make sure it's organic, check the COA, make sure it's a full spectrum product, blah, blah, blah. And then we mm -hmm. added a number, which was who's behind that brand and that company. Yeah. Why did they start it? Why are they doing it? And that's right. the type of people that you have coming to your event, which is why we are so excited to be yeah. there because People, there's a, a big difference between people who created or are doing something out of passion and filling a need, you know, that's out there versus just trying to make money. And what's well, and you hold up, you hold that book. Up. Right. That is the ultimate expression of passion and caring for dogs and their people. So it's a blueprint, guys. And you're going to get to hear yeah. from those who wrote it. They're going to talk about their experiences. Yeah. You're going to be with other holistic vets that are going to share their yeah. um, what they've been able to do. It's basically like the podcast, and it's an event. Right. <laughs> right. I love well, it. And that's why I've had numerous, re numerous requests to stream it. And I said, you know, I can't do that because... I'm giving you a third of what you will get if you can make the trip. And I, I realize some people just can't in today's world. There will be a 2023. It will be equally amazing. Streaming it and being it in person is two different things. Yeah. Because you yeah. get to actually meet the person and talk to them. Yeah. It's a very cool experience. Thank you so much for putting that event on. 
What are some other things that pet parents can do? What else besides the book, attending these events? Are there any online resources that they could do that you suggest that would help them kind of educate, talk to our level so that we can comprehend what the heck we need to do to keep our dog? I I don't know about everybody out there. I want them to be happy, healthy, pain-free, want to try my Mm -hmm. best to keep cancer away. I feel like, you know, I have a, I have a rescue. So I would say I have four cases of cancer right now. I'm Mm -hmm. always dealing with cancer. Yeah. And it's just, and I have been, I've had wonderful experiences with a ketogenic diet, a raw, fresh Mm -hmm. diet, medicinal mushrooms, and um, a full spectrum hemp extract. And then some of them even get some THC when uh, my osteosarcoma case. Yeah. I mean, I would say, of course, any of my speakers, which you can see at healthydogexpo.com, follow them on social media. Dr. Becker and Rodney have a private group called Inside Scoop, where every week they take a deep dive into some really heavy-duty science and the latest studies and information. You know, hit my website, healthydogworkshop.com, for the blog and for references to different things. If you're looking for really technical information, there's the College of Integrative Veterinary Therapy, CIVT for Mm -hmm. short. And they have wonderful courses for everyone from the pet owner to a veterinarian on all sorts of integrative uh, topics. They're really, they're relaunching. And the the revision of the website and their offerings has just been phenomenal. Oh, I love um, that. Yeah. Because I feel like the pet parent is on every level. Those that want to know everything, mm-hmm. those that need to just know and understand what needs to be done. Right. Um, and those that want to know that the vet that they chose is doing what they believe yeah. in and, and understand. Yeah. So, Dr. Judy Morgan is putting out loads of great content on a variety of topics. Um, I would definitely give her a follow. And listen to listen to her. She's Facebook Live daily. Yep, um, so I there's, know. There's loads of us out here trying to share information and just you know learn more, do more. And also, if you are one of those holistics, which I know a lot of you are that are listening, share this information all mm-hmm. over the place because this is my world. But on a daily basis, I'm in the outside world where the majority of people are still fixing their dogs, spaying and neutering their mm-hmm. dogs too early, vaccin- oh, over-vaccinating them. That's uh, a whole the topic toxic flea and tick. I know it's constant and these poor animals are being bombarded. And I'm seeing two-year-old dogs suffering from diseases that my 16-year-old dogs are suffering from. And mm-hmm. I, I, it makes no sense. And every time, if I go down that rabbit hole, I will be able to link it to diet or a vaccination or a pesticide and we really need to be their best advocate because they're so good to us and mm-hmm. where that where their voice. They can't speak up for themselves. Thank you, Dr. Kojer, so much for joining us. I can't wait to see you. Uh, let's see, in a couple weeks now uh, at the up. event coming up. I'm thrilled that you're doing it and I'm so happy to be a part of it. Thank you so much for coming on today. Again, healthydogexpo.com is where you can find the information on the event and I'll be there. So I look forward to anybody who's coming. Thanks for listening. Make sure to rate, comment, subscribe, and share with your friends. And if you want your questions answered live, make sure to call in to 252-377-4555. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and at AngelaArtolino.com. 
And remember, you can always sign up for a full holistic consultation at cbddoghealth.com slash consultations. Introducing MycoDog, an award-winning line of medicinal mushroom extracts combined with adaptogens like ashwagandha, astragalus root, and bacopa monieri, made specifically for your pets. When it comes to mushrooms, sourcing really matters. Unlike other products on the market that are grown in China or elsewhere, the mushrooms in MycoDog tinctures are grown here in the United States to the highest quality standards. MycoDog offers three formulas designed to support senior dogs, as well as those suffering from dementia and canine cognitive disorder, breathing and respiratory issues, or autoimmune diseases and cancer. Use coupon code YNDPODCAST at mycodog.com for 10% off these fantastic fungi. 